Hey, Tunicorns. Welcome back to Tiffany Tunup, a podcast in which today, y'all, I am just going to go ahead and let it fly. I didn't do much or any research, <laughs> to be honest, um, for this episode. I'm just going to shoot straight from the hip with like raw, honest feelings and um, not many facts per se. I haven't sat down and really dealt with the facts because I'm just still trying to process emotions about certain things that have occurred or are occurring currently uh, within the government, within um, hot topics or um, cultural topics, uh, entertainment, whatever. (laughs) So there's a lot to process. So um, let's get right to it. Today is um, Wednesday. I'm actually recording on Wednesday as opposed to prior to, which I normally do because, woo, I've just had a long weekend and beginning of my week. So I'm dropping the podcast this evening. So look out um, for it. I'll be posting on social media. Um, weekend Rewind. So this past Friday, I went out with coworkers and coworkers that I like. Um, one of my work wives was there and then some of the gentlemen from work who were taking ladies out for Mother's Day drinks and we did not have to go in our pockets for anything. And I was grateful, although I do not have children. I am an active auntie, therefore I also got celebrated and I appreciated all my drinks. Prior to that, I got a chance to uh, stop in Motor City Wine for about an hour um, because I was trying to avoid falling asleep because all the coworkers that I wanted to hang out with got off at 11 o'clock at night and I got off at 2.30. So um, I came home, kind of decompressed a little bit, uh, tried to take a nap. I think I was unsuccessful in my venture, but saw a posting from one of my favorite musicians, not only in Detroit, but in general. Shout out to... Uh, B. Williams, Brandon Williams, you know him more affectionately as B. Williams, who is a Grammy-nominated artist, um, musician, and has amazing work, um, has an album coming out, and I just love to go see him perform live anytime he's hitting um, with anybody, because he's just so talented, and we go back, back, like, when I first learned about him, and we kind of go to all his shows and we talk about being e-siders for show and we (laughs) would like go hang out with the crew and go to karaoke and shoot pool and have a good time so he's definitely in my eyes a down-to-earth dude um i know i could call him right now and be like what's up fam if he was not busy we could go out and shoot the bubbles or whatever and so i got a chance to um hear him perform at motor city wine and um it was great per usual um, I don't want to mess up everybody's name. I know Tony G was on the keys, Jeff Ponders on the sax, Damon Womack on the bass, um, B. Williams on the drums. I think I covered everybody. Um, and Motor City Wine, again, y'all know that's one of my favorite places to go hear live music. I they When I first started going to Motor City Wine, they were in a different location. And although the feel wasn't as intimate per se, it was a little more room. Or maybe it wasn't. It was just the way the location was set up. Because let me tell y'all, the new location, 
it's cute or whatever i enjoy the fact that they have parking because the old location did not and downtown detroit i hate going places that doesn't have readily available parking because that'll deter me from going almost every damn time <laughs> but um the new location is like if you don't get there like let's say live music is at nine o'clock if you don't get there at eight o'clock to secure a table don't think you coming at nine you go you can come you're gonna be standing there um irritated and upset at yourself but unfortunately i didn't see the post until eight o'clock and i had to get up get semi cute barely but you know presentable for public and um go ahead and hear some amazing music and i did so i'm glad i went because per usual b williams and the squad they were amazing sidebar y'all let me let me oh my god I can't even get to Saturday without saying this. So, first of all, although I still have a slither of hope for love and relationships and whatever the fuck comes along with that, just fuck crushes, though. Can I say fuck crushes? Crushes are the fucking worst because my mind, at least, I don't know if I speak for any other of the voices out here, but... For me, my crushes are usually non-reciprocated and it's so annoying because I'm like, how the fuck did I even get a crush on somebody that I didn't even know if they had a crush back or maybe I thought they had a crush. See, let me let me say this, though. It don't be me, y'all. People be throwing out mixed signals and they think I'm fucking stupid and I'm not. Listen, stop it, crushes. I'm not, I don't, I think I pick up, um vibes i thought i picked up vibes pretty well i think i do and and then people try to convince you you don't feel what you're feeling or they don't feel what they putting out i'm not falling for a universe i'm not gonna fall for your shit but that being said there's a guy who i had a crush on and when i tell y'all if i go out and see this nigga one more time like I cannot go out with him without seeing him, um, especially to these certain spots because we frequent the same spots. And you know how you maybe didn't notice somebody, and then when something happens between y'all or or not, um, now you all of a sudden seeing their ass everywhere, but it's not like in your imagination. Like they literally at all your spots, and you like, damn, can I live? So this one guy, y'all, I had a crush on. He did some fuck shit and we never made it. I never even made it to the point where I told him I had a crush. We didn't even get there. Um, but I see him everywhere and I be mad. Like I be trying to be chill about it. Sometimes I speak to him. Um, sometimes I hope he don't see me. Sometimes he pretend like he don't and great because I don't see you either, my nigga. Um, but there are some times where it's unavoidable and then we speak and it's whatever. Um, but damn, stay away. Then there's other crushes. So I had um, made a random ass status on Facebook like some weeks ago. Um, And a guy commented on it. I know him, you know, from high school or whatever the fuck. And we didn't go to the same high school, but I know him from my high school days. And so um, we have been kicking it or whatever. He doesn't even uh, live here. He lives in another state, but close enough to like drive. And so... Um, we started kicking it for a few weeks. Everything was going good. He actually wound up coming to the city. And when he came, that's when I was like dog sick on a couple episodes prior. I told y'all I was like laid up for a whole week and couldn't do shit. So I wasn't able to see him. So I was like bummed about that. And then so we were making preparations for me to possibly go see him, you know, where he lives. And 
That's fine. Fast forward, y'all, because y'all don't need the detail details. Fast forward to like a week or so ago. He started acting real weird, distant, not really talking. So I checked on him one time. My head is everything good. La, 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 la. And he hit me with the tiny violin. Or I call it the tiny violin when they start saying shit like, Oh, no, everything not okay, but... I, you know, I'm just hoping for the best and I'm just trying to make the best decisions. And y'all, all I heard was tiny violin because I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit, y'all. I go through shit. We all go through shit. And don't nobody want to hear your tiny violin story because you know why? Normally, under that tiny violin, under the bridge and the strings and the bow of that tiny violin, if you lift it up, it ain't shit but another bitch. Or they went back to another bitch or some shit like that. So all that human and him and hind and shit, don't come up with no tiny violin story. Just tell me what it is and move the fuck on. I don't owe you shit. You don't owe me shit. But you started acting weird. So, I, you know, reached out. But once I started hearing that tiny violin shit, I was like, fuck out of here. Don't want to hear it. Um, and so a couple days after that, I posted <laughs> a petty ass status on my uh, social media and I said, <laughs> uh, good morning, emotionally available and otherwise available men. Um, and then I said, fuck the rest of y'all. <laughs> and y'all, I swear to goodness, a couple days later, I noticed that I wasn't seeing no more of his posts on my timeline. And he posts like, a needy female, so he posts a lot, and so I was like, oh, I wonder what happened, and sure enough, I went to look, that motherfucker had unfriended me, and I was like, I love when the trash takes itself out, what a feeling, it is amazing, and when I tell y'all, up until then, I had been super supportive, like, of whatever the fuck he was going through, he had a few other tiny violin stories, but they weren't as annoying, because he was still being um, communicate like we were still communicating so I get you know people have stuff they go through stuff whatever it was all right so I, I wasn't tripping about it but this particular time like he just kind of went MIA or started kind of giving me lax kind of responses and I was like oh somebody else you know because I hadn't done anything to warrant being unfriended other than somebody like my homegirl said a hit dog a holler so Hit Dog was mad because I said emotionally unavailable. And he was like, oh, the audacity <laughs> and unfriended me. So thank you, sir, for seeing your fucking way out um, of my social media and great day to you. And I'm so glad that I didn't hit um, because it was probably trash anyway, per um, the unsolicited dick pic that you sent. That was ashy. Thank you. Um, moving on. <laughs> um, so that's that. Saturday, um, was, <sighs> y'all, all right. So Saturday, um, we attempted to, me and my five siblings, to take my mom out for Mother's Day, although Mother's Day was Sunday. And the thing is, y'all, my family dynamic, and especially when it comes to my siblings, it's very hard to get five grown-ups together in the same spot at the same time for an extended period of time. For me, it's not enjoyable to try to wrangle adults um, when there is so much. It's like pulling teeth. And so that was um, not a joy for me. 
um, if you will. And it wound up actually only being me, my little sister, and her husband. We took my mom out. And, um, you know, I'm going to take this moment to be as transparent as I can be without being... um, defamating but my truth is my truth and so for me uh, Mother's Day is hard because although I still have my mom and I know a lot of people do not have their mom and they're missing their mom and it's unfortunate for people who had great relationships with their mom um, and don't get to have her for Mother's Day I know that's hard seeing all those posts and you know seeing people celebrate their mom Um, and you can't join in, um, you can celebrate in spirit and that's always a great thing. Um, but for me to have my mom still physically on this earth, but us not really being, um, close, me and my mom aren't close. And so it is, um, Mother's Day is trying for me. Um, and to the point where I would say for the last couple of years, this year wasn't so bad, but I would say like the year before and the year before that, um, and a couple years before that, um, I would have to like stay off of social media um, because of the posting and the celebrating of the mothers and the relationships that people have with their moms that I don't have with mine. Um, but I still try to honor her as my mother and take her out, um, or do something for her or buy her a gift. Um, because I do respect her in that regard per se, but we, we don't hang out. We not girlfriends. Like we don't, you know, things that people do when they get older and they can relate to their mom. Um, and they can start to have a, a different bond other than mother, daughter. They can maybe even have a friendship. I don't quite have that with my mom. So Mother's Day dinner, um, it was what it was. <laughs> and we made it through that. And, and that was Saturday. Um, and then Sunday um, was actually Mother's Day. So shout out to everybody who, you know, got to spend time with their mom or whatever y'all did. And um Whatever provisions y'all made. Shout out to my mommy friends who are mommies. Um, My mommy friends who send me lovely texts like, I know you're not a mommy, but you're an auntie. You're an involved auntie. And that matters because we need y'all aunties, especially y'all aunties who don't have kids and take on the role of mommies, you know, when we can't. And that touched my heart. And I know how people are about Mother's Day. So I didn't post any of those texts. And people are like, it's our day. Let us have our day. Um, But... Aunties play a huge role. Aunties and uncles, like involved aunties and uncles, man, and they have, I I believe they have auntie uncles days, Um, but nobody celebrates them because people are trash um, and aunties and uncles don't get the recognition that we deserve. So thank you, friends who acknowledge my motherly um, ways or my nurturing ways and the fact that they know that I'm an active aunt um, in my millions of nieces and nephews life and that's good enough for me for now until the lord says something else so um that's that and um i didn't do anything on mother's day at all i purposely took my mom out on saturday so i didn't have to be bothered with the mother's day hoopla and let me let me just say this 
Sundays for me are my days to either brunch or do nothing. And whether I brunch at home or whether I go out, which I usually prefer to go out because I like bottomless mimosas. And for some reason, they don't taste the same at home. They only taste good when you go to the restaurant, like for real, for real. Um, And then get your bottomless mimosa on maybe with your homegirls or whatever and like every mother's that I be mad as hell that I can't go nowhere or to a restaurant and sit down to eat because the mamas be taking over if you go to the bar the mama's taking over the drunk mama's taking over so it doesn't matter you got to kind of like it's like you hiding in the house and so I have to remember next year to go grocery shopping prior to because I definitely didn't but Bert's uh saved the day um backtracking Actually, to Saturday, I did make it to the Eastern Market. Y'all know I like to talk about my gems in the city, um, the Eastern Market, in which um, I talked about on the uh, episode where my homegirl did Prillichella, and I was able to walk through the market, get her some cupcakes, and keep it moving. Um, so I, that's where I got the flowers for my mom uh, for her. For Mother's Day, she likes flowers or whatever, and so do I. I like to keep flowers in my house um, just because. But somehow, I got my mom's flowers but forgot my flowers. So there's that. I think after I heard the price of her flowers, subconsciously, I was like, thanks, I'm good. <laughs> like, I don't need any flowers for my house. I'll try again next week. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, so I think that's how I left mine um, and just kept it moving. So I did make it to the Eastern Market, and um, I brought that up because... On Sunday, I ordered Uber Eats and I got food from Burt's um, Best Soul Food. Oh, my God. So, so good. So I wound up ordering food from Burt's so I didn't have to leave the house and try to fight my the mamas all the way to uh, the bar and try to order food and then make it home. So Sunday, I literally did nothing. Did a little bit of listening to songs. Um, EP update. So Monday was really just a highlight of my week one of the best days um of my week and i got to link up with the one and only gwen better known as gwen nation that's her stage name and man listen y'all she is about to bless y'all on this album when i tell y'all her voice is impeccable um I gave her the song. I got her on the song. She, we had some back and forth about scheduling and it was really tough. And I was about to be like, man, I'm not going to be able to use her because I'm on a deadline. But let me give y'all a little background about why Gwen was one of the first people I thought of to be on the album and why it is so um, humbling to me and special to me that she agreed to be on my project because when we went to high school together, went to Detroit High School for the Fine and Performing Arts, the same high school that the late great uh, Princess Aaliyah went to. So shout out to Aaliyah, rest in heaven, mama. Um, and when I got there in ninth grade, when was I believe in the eleventh grade? And so at my school, you had to audition to get in. And after you auditioned and you made it in. Um, they would pair you with like older um, older students to kind of help get you acclimated to the school and you know kind of show you around to your classes and those type of things and so Gwen was one of my sisters Um, and so when I got there 
um, first of all, going to DSA was like going to fame. Like fame, the movie, if you've never seen it, even the remake, the same thing. People are walking around singing, dancing, doing monologues, wearing leotards, um, painting, like being in the band. Like it's so, it's like a big musical creative party every day, all day. And so she was one of the first verse voices that I heard, um, as far as singing when I got there. And all I could think was, oh my God, what a freaking angel. <laughs> like her voice was so angelic. Like I had never heard somebody so young I think it well as far as high school or whatever just kind of sing like that and meanwhile back at the ranch y'all she got three other sisters several other sisters who also can sing like that and I'll be like why my family can't sing like why am I the only one (laughs) in my family other than my mom which is where I get most of my musical uh, talents from and my dad um, my dad can carry a tune he think he I get all my music talents from him but I know that that's not true because most of the people in my mom's family either play an instrument or sing and my mom does both um, so there's that so I know that that's where I get the majority of my things from um, <laughs> so uh, just her voice was so amazing and so over the years I've run into her a few times um she's actively working on her things and all that and working on her projects and so when I decided to do this album this particular song that she'll be on um I actually sent her two songs and I was fine with her doing either one but I'm so glad that she chose the one that she chose we went to the studio we fitted in the schedule um and when I tell y'all she came in and knocked that thing out like she knocked that thing out in like an hour and I was grateful like I feel blessed she for me she's always been humble um with her talents with her voice um I'm just grateful to have her on my project that's how I see her in my eyes um and until otherwise noted like she just a beast out here and I am I cannot wait for y'all to hear it like I've been obsessing over it um listening to it back and forth um the clip that I stole (laughs) love you Gwen of her singing um in the studio and what the engineer let me hear um as far as what he's working on and I actually have to go back and do background vocals um because I didn't have time. We didn't, our schedule didn't allow for me to teach her like the harmony and the background vocals of what my vision was. So I have to kind of go back and lay those. And I'm fine with that because baby, she slayed the entire rest of the song. And that was not nothing but motivation for me to get in there and lay those vocals. So shout out to Gwen. I'm excited. Like that was the highlight of my day. And Gwen, let me just let you know, honey, child, I let my dad, because <laughs> um, my dad, me and him actually were very, very close, and we still have a relationship, but not like when I was little, but that, that's neither here nor there. This is not Father's Day. We'll talk about him when Father's Day comes. But um, the studio, like I said, is very close to my parents' house, and so when I left the studio, I went to go see my dad. My dad has always been a huge supporter of my music, a huge supporter of anything musically that I do, um, because he knows that I have a passion for it, and at one time I was going really hard in the paint. So when I decided to do this album, I told him um, about it and he was supportive from day one. So, of course, I wanted to get his opinion on the song. And it was weird for me at first because the song is very adult. 
<laughs> very grown. The lyrics are very grown and um, no cursing in this particular song. So, woo. but there is definitely grown adult content. And um, yo, he was like, wow. And, you know, asking all these questions. And then <clears throat> when I got home, he sent me a text like, I just wanted to let you know when you left, the tears started rolling down my face and I am very proud of you. And I can't believe my daughter wrote that song. And I was just like, all right, okay, I see what you're trying to do, Dad. Like, what we not gonna do is be crying on a random ass Monday night. Um, and I was able to keep it together, but that that almost did it for me. So if you can make my daddy cry, then we've done a good thing. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to... Um, you know, getting into it, finishing the rest of the album. Uh, date Saturday with uh, Drizzy Drake, my homie Drake, um, who will be recording the next song. And I cannot wait. Like, I cannot wait. I wish today was Saturday because I'm ready to get in there and do the thing. Um, so there was that. That was Saturday. And like I said, um, I'm sorry, that was Monday. And um, work's been pretty decent, y'all. Work has been pretty decent let me give y'all some tea though now i need a segment called work tea like i need <laughs> i need a segment where i just update y'all on my work life because y'all know i got this one troll of a troll that is not my supervisor but she is a supervisor and i do have to report certain things to her so let me tell y'all tonight i will be praying her and there are not many things that i question the lord about i try not to the universe try not to question it and ask a lot of questions because I just feel like everything happens in the divine order that it's supposed to but this one y'all I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't understand it so Evelyn what I affectionately call her um was almost out of my hair like she was almost gone off my whole entire shift because the second shift supervisor was going to another department, like a whole nother building. But Eveline found a way to coerce her into not leaving. Not because she likes her, not because they're friends, not because she cared anything about her. You know why? It was a selfish ass move because had Eveline number two left Eveline would have got demoted to the afternoon spot because the new person coming had more time than her and Eveline number two. And she didn't want to get demoted to afternoons because she likes the day shift because everybody takes care of her and does what she says and blah, blah, blah with her evil ass. And so she doesn't want to get demoted to the shift where you work from two to ten. So somehow she coerced this weak ass lady because you got you got to have a weak mind to let somebody talk you out of a decision that you already made um, concerning your career. Like cause these are these positions that these people are in are career positions. They've been here for years. They ain't going nowhere. So that being said, it's also positions where when people have time over you, they can knock you out of a spot. So she talked Eveline number two out of leaving. So she'll be staying. When I tell you. My heart broke in the half, like broke. I was this close to being rid of her, y'all. And I am all the way upset. Like, don't give me no more reasons to not like you. You done took a whole woman to the side and convinced her not to make a move in her career. All right. 
couldn't have been me. Couldn't have been me, y'all. But I, I'm a little, I'm a little perturbed about that. But I'll keep y'all posted because it's just a matter of time. Because you know, Eveline too, she got stacks on stacks of papers against her, y'all. Stacks on stacks. So really, she didn't do nothing but prolong it because it's gonna happen, and that's just that. So fingers crossed, y'all. Send one up for you, girl. Cause woo. I, I was really about to do a handstand, and um, I, yeah, I definitely got shout out to Sky with that. So, moving on, here we are, <laughs> Wednesday, um, and life is good. I'm excited, like I said, about the EP, about the project, and in general, I don't have no updates for y'all. Y'all heard my crash stories about the crushes I've had, crushes I have currently are not reciprocated. I do not have the time. Y'all love is woo. I be wanting to say fuck love, but that's not really how I feel. But I, yeah, listen, y'all just send one up for you, girl. Okay. That being said, y'all, let's get into it. Um, oh, my weekend rewind was long as hell. It was 30 minutes almost. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so initially I was going to attack this, um, Aisha Curry story that y'all ran in the ground all last week and let me tell you what I'm not gonna do in the heat of it all I decided I was gonna talk about it but then after a few days went by and y'all drug it in the mud and the dirt I was like you know what that's not even important no more that story is not as important as some other things that I want to address um but I am going to briefly, because I had asked two people to be on the show, and then I, like, reached back out to them and told them, like, never mind. Or, well, one of them I did. The other one I didn't. Sorry, sis. Love you, uh, Jazz. I just decided I don't want to do an interview. I don't want to make it a whole thing. You know why? Because fuck y'all. And when I say that, stay with me. Don't don't cut the podcast off. <laughs> fuck y'all as far as these opinions and these, these uh, think pieces I've been seeing about the situation. Um... The red to I know y'all know what I'm talking about, but of course I have to I have to give a account of where this is coming from. So uh, Stephen Curry's wife, basketball player. Um, let me see if I get it right for the Golden somebody's the Warriors. Okay, great. Um, so his wife, who is a mother, a wife. Uh, a excellent cook apparently she has books she has a restaurant she has all these things going for herself um and uh she went on the red table talk uh jada pinkett smith show with some of her family members so she felt like she was in a safe space to say some of the things that she said and one of the things she wound up saying was her husband and i'm paraphrasing like fuck her husband gets a lot of attention from women and she does not get the same attention from men. And although he's not out here looking for it, hopefully not, um, but he gets it anyway. Well, of course, girl, because he's a basketball player. That nigga could look like a piece of gum on the bottom of a shoe, and he's still going to get attention because he's an athlete. Um, and women do not respect... I mean, people do not respect relationships, do not respect marriage. Um, and so they're going to just try it anyway. They don't care. Um, it is up to your spouse and you to protect your relationship. It's not up to people on the outside. It's up to y'all. So that being said, he's going to have women throwing panties at him constantly because of his position in life not necessarily because he that nigga stuff listen y'all stuff look like a grilled cheese sandwich um 
Like, he's not that interesting. Like, in, in general, like, he's not, he's just like a regular ass dude. Like, cool, not saying he ugly or not. Like, he's just like a regular ass. I'm providing for my family. I play basketball. Um, I have a wife. I have kids. Like, just a regular family guy. So, there's nothing about Steph that just me and I look at it and be like, woo, if I had the chance, I would hope he would leave Aisha for me. Like, other than money wise, <laughs> I don't see the appeal. I don't. Um, but hey, to each his own. Um, that being said, y'all dragged that girl, attacked that girl for saying that she wish um, that people would give her um, or she would get some of the attention that her husband receives just to feel like she still got it. And I'm going to make this as short as I can. And at the end of the day, y'all turned it into, oh, she a hoe. Oh, she don't love her husband. Oh, he, she's ungrateful. Let me tell you something. Men, and I'm, I'm so glad I had to kind of bring this up because it's going to segue into my next piece of conversation. Men, y'all opinion about women are, is always off. It's always wrong. It's always off kilter. And y'all, first of all, y'all don't even have the space to talk about the arena that Steph Curry is in as far as um, the reason why or the, the status he's on. Y'all know we're in near that. So y'all don't experience the little one or two hood refs that approach y'all every day or getting your DMs or whatever. It's nothing compared to the attention he's getting and when it comes to being a woman I talked about this a little bit with um Beyonce homecoming situation when you have children when your body does a fucking metamorphosis when you carry a whole fucking human and that whole human is hanging off your titty for milk like y'all don't know what the fuck we go through and it doesn't matter if our face looks exactly the same which nine times out of ten it doesn't because it gets bigger or smaller or our eyes go sunken in or they get dark or whatever like we it, lots of things occur your hair fall out so much shit occurs when you have a baby when you have a baby and yes she's a married woman i've heard so many different things oh she shouldn't want attention from nobody else da, 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 da. i think this is what it is number one somebody made a valid point yes aisha um first of all you're not you're married so your your energy is not i'm looking for cat calls i'm looking for attention like you're 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 tunnel visioned so there are men out there probably looking or probably wishing they had an aisha of course until after this because now all of a sudden she a hoe so whatever fuck y'all but there are men out there who want a married you know faithful take care of the kids i could you know i'm she literally I want to say she she's not a stay-at-home mom because she does have her own career endeavors. Um, but she is a family woman. She loves her children. She loves her husband. She's there. Um, she's wholesome. She, you know, presents herself to what people consider appropriate. And that's just up for debate, whatever that means. But um, what somebody might be proud to take to their mom or dad and say, hey, this is my wife. Um and that's that and y'all just took that statement as to be she you know don't love and respect or or Steph is not doing what he's supposed to do but really what I gained from it all Aisha is very sheltered okay it seems to me based on her conversation based on the the way she dresses based on the way she was groomed she was basically groomed to be somebody's wife okay you can tell in the way she carries herself and I'm not saying that's a bad thing but sometimes the way we 
think we're grooming women to be a wife and the expectations we put on the the woman how she should dress and what she should wear and all that it can do a number on you mentally because you feel like if I do this or if I do that um I have to dress a certain way to get a husband. I have to look a certain way. I have to have my hair pinned up in a bun. I have to be yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Like it, it's a it's a programming of women that goes on that we're expected to follow in order to get a husband. And then we kind of that's that's what we're taught to do from a young age how to clean how to cook like we're we're put in the kitchen in a young age we're put in the you know in the um laundry room we're put at the stove like we we learn all these things so young because supposedly this is what we have to do to get in or keep a man and so it seems that that's the way that Aisha was kind of groomed and here she is she done got her husband you know I don't want to say snagged because obviously you know he wanted her too because they're together but she got her life she got what it is that she was looking for but that doesn't mean that she did or her eyes broke (laughs) like it doesn't mean that every now and then you don't want to hear somebody other than the person who is tethered to you for the rest of your life say oh you look nice or you know why you look good or whatever in a respectful way there's nothing wrong with getting compliments um in a respectful way and y'all just really really turned that into something else and one other thing I want to address about this um situation and then I'm done um I saw somebody or was watching somebody's live or something and they were basically saying oh well she should be grateful to have you know him and her family and I bet you any other woman especially black woman in the world would want to be in her shoes because you know she has a restaurant and other successful ventures like books and things like that nature um and it seemed like they were saying that it was because of Stefan and here's the thing I have to a thousand percent disagree and I'm gonna tell you why Steph Curry did not teach Aisha how to cook. She came in the game knowing how to cook. She learned those skills prior to her being married to that man. Um, And so to say that a lot of her success is due to him. Yeah, she got the Curry name, but baby, that don't change her skills. And you can make your own name. There's uh, countless people who have made their own name not attached to their husbands or to their spouse and so that being said maybe it might have taken her longer maybe it might have taken her a different way or the back way to be um a successful restaurateur or a successful author but we can't say that all her success is predicated upon being married to Steph and we need to stop doing that we need to stop labeling or putting the heavy hand on if it wasn't because of him she would not have the same success y'all don't fucking know that you don't know that who's to say if they were never to be together or she never married him or whatever that she still wouldn't have been a chef that she still wouldn't have been an author like y'all do not know that so I have to disagree with that she still could have had a nice life and a nice level of success by herself with the skill that she has on her own that he had nothing to do with and so I'm going to have to make my voice known about that and that's all I got to say about that situation everybody wants some type of attention everybody wants some type of affection no I don't think you should be out here soliciting 
for people's affections if you are married, if you are in a committed relationship. However, it is not wrong to want to hear somebody give you a compliment and y'all gonna stop uh making it like it is because all you hoes I mean people uh especially you men um are insecure we all have insecurities we do and that's just what it is and so it's nice to hear like she said after three kids and 30 pounds later that you still got it because Aisha is not an ugly girl she's not I don't care what y'all say y'all been making all types of jokes about her uh she got a pie face and she dressed like a Mormon and somebody said she dressed like Velma Scooby-Doo that was funny as fuck but um, regardless as to all of that, she's not an unattractive girl, and Steph's not unattractive. I just feel like they both each other's speed, and they both need to sit down honestly. He corny, she corny, they could be corny together. That's it. You you lucked up, actually, Aisha. You don't want none of these Detroit East Side nigga problems. You don't want no big dick nigga problems. I don't know what Steph working with, but y'all, I, big dick nigga energy. You don't want none of them problems. Um, you don't want that type of man, Aisha. You don't want that type of attention. I'm telling you firsthand. You don't want it. You don't want it. You lucked up and found the corn ball to your the corn to your ball. Okay, and y'all can be corn balls together, and you should accept that and, and appreciate it. But also, that doesn't mean that you don't want every now and then for somebody else to you know give you a compliment and and there's nothing wrong with wanting that as long as both of y'all understand that that's all it is so there's that more important things that are going on you know listen i am beyond uh flabbergasted infuriated upset emotional about all these laws trying to be passed in regards to abortion, I myself have never had an abortion. I've never been put in a situation where I felt like I needed to have one um, if I were to get pregnant, and I'm grateful for that. However, I know people who have. I know people who have been molested. I know people who have been raped and have had to use an abortion as a means of moving on from that unwanted experience that terrible experience that happened to them and yes we can't help if a baby comes along in the act of whatever it is that happened but I am a firm believer and I will stand by this belief that a woman's body is her body so I find it fucking hilarious that we are having all these lawmakers with penises who know shit about the woman's body. And I'm going to tell you how you know off firsthand. Because one of the laws. Because apparently Michigan is trying this shit too. I think Alabama started it. And I was catching fire. Then Ohio. Now here we are. Michigan. Um, and basically they want to make it a felony. For you to have an abortion after six weeks. Or it's called the heartbeat um, act. Or whatever law. And where after six weeks or once the baby has a heartbeat and you abort the baby, then there will be legal action against you. And we all know that this is targeted to poor people. And that's just that. I don't give a fuck. This is targeted to lower uh, demographic. Um, trying to police pussy when you have a penis is the worst fucking thing that you can do. It's clear that y'all don't know shit about women based on the fact that the law suggests that six weeks is 
um, the time frame in which you can no longer get an abortion. Bitch, you don't even know your period is late until after four to six weeks. So you telling me <laughs> that I'm going to miss my cycle. You know, and then there's that period where you kind of wait to see if it comes because there are so many factors that play into you missing your menstrual. Stress plays a factor. Uh, exercise plays a factor. Uh, what you eat plays a factor. Like alcohol plays a factor. Sex plays a factor in when you come and when you don't come on your cycle, depending on what the fuck is going on in your life at that time. So you may not even know you're pregnant until weeks after your missed period. So for those dummies in in Congress, legislation, on the panels, listen to me loud and fucking clear. Stop trying to tell women what to do with their bodies because you don't even fucking know what to do with a woman's body. Fuck y'all. Fuck all y'all who got anything to do with making these fucked up ass laws against women and trying to tell us what the fuck we can do in the event that we get pregnant and we do not want the pregnancy or we have an unwanted pregnancy. I don't want to hear this shit about, well, if you won't, don't want to get pregnant, wear a condom. Condoms break. Shut the fuck up. If you get molested, that's not on you. If you get raped, that's not on you. You can't police certain things you can't put a cap on certain things and you damn sure shouldn't be telling women what the fuck to do with their body especially since the fuck you don't know what to do with yours y'all barely bathe and take showers and shit god forbid y'all try to tell a woman what to do with her fucking body your ph balances be all the fuck off y'all don't even eat fruits and vegetables you don't know how to fuck you drink 40s and eat flaming hot cheetos and then think somebody's supposed to swallow you why nobody's doing that get your shit together worry about y'all shit Worry about your penis. And you so worried about us getting pregnant, you niggas get vasectomies because that's reversible. Y'all so worried about what we're doing and the babies we are having or not having, you barking up the wrong fucking tree. All jokes aside, it's terrifying living in a world. It's terrifying for me living in a place in which I, who don't have any children yet, um, and, 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 and really don't even fucking know Like I say this all the time, but I'm definitely leaning toward a fucking no at this point. Um, as far as having kids, unless, <laughs> unless I have a long talk with my spouse, whomever that will be in the future. And we really, really, really talk this thing through because really sex is becoming a liability with you niggas. Like now sex is not even fun no more. Y'all putting so much politics into it. I don't even want to really fuck no more like I'm really leaning toward just being celibate and saying fuck it that way nobody can try to police my pussy and tell me what to do if I should get pregnant and decide hey you know what I wasn't ready for that yeah maybe I could have strapped up or I did the kind of broke I still don't want the pregnancy and you're gonna tell me what the fuck to do in the event that I don't fuck off and that's that it's a scary time we're living in do what you can. Um, I know there are a few nonprofit or a few organizations who um, they give money to um, or they are you give money and they are safe places for you to go have an abortion, for you to go get the services that you need, um, get the help that you need, the counseling that you need. I personally am going to look into some of them myself to see where I can help because God dang, it's hard being a woman. Y'all, man, y'all hate us so much. 
Like, y'all don't want us to do shit. Like, y'all don't want us to enjoy sex. God forbid we complain about not having an orgasm. Like, we can't be, we can't breathe without y'all trying to police the shit that we do. And this shit, this is just about, like, this draws the fucking line for me. The audacity that a man can even fathom that he should have any say over women's reproductive anything is fucking beyond me especially if you're not a fucking doctor and I didn't seek you out like you're not my OBGYN or you're not my primary care physician any of the rest of y'all trying to pass laws on pussies that y'all know shit about it's it's a scary fucking time we're living in and I pray to goodness that people veto these laws that people fight against these laws that these shits don't make it past the death they're conjured up at because if they do shit's about to be crazy y'all shit's about to be bananas can you see where women are going to feel so trapped that they are going to start doing unsafe and unlawful things when they find out they're pregnant and then they can't really do anything about it but something unhealthy I don't even want to think about it it's disheartening it's hurtful it's sad and I'm just going to have to do the work and do the research and fight the good fight and hope that enough of us will stand up and enough of us will advocate to the point where the shit gets shut down but this this shouldn't even be a thing it shouldn't even be <laughs> it shouldn't even be on the menu man mind y'all business mind y'all business <laughs> like when it comes to stuff like that when it comes to such legislation y'all don't have no dog in this fight and that's just fucking that so those are my thoughts y'all i thank y'all for tuning in questions comments concerns you know where to get me tiffany tune up T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-T-U-N-E-U-P. That's it. <laughs> At gmail.com. Um, scenarios, questions. Um, if you want to remain anonymous, let me know. Y'all send me some um, scenarios. Send me some questions. Send me um, some advice. I'll gladly give it to you. And um, I love y'all. Thanks for tuning in. And I will talk to you next week.